Welcome back to Be Yell Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher. And on today's episode, I have a very, very special guest joining me today. He scored over 900 points in his high school career at Valley View. He went on to win two MAC basketball championships at Misericordia. And he's also my first guest on the podcast, my good friend, Alec Rodway. Alec, what's going on, man? Brian, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How's quarantine treating you? I can't complain. I think I like it a little too much. Um, I've been enjoying it, but, you know, I'm getting a little bored. But, but again, making the best of it. Yeah, I would have to say the same. I've been doing a whole lot of nothing and uh, just playing a lot of video games, a lot of YouTube, a lot of Netflix. Obviously, I know you're working a little bit, so that's probably keeping you busy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm, I would love to have, you know, started a podcast like yourself. So thank you for having me on it. Of course, uh, you know, I'm always supporting you and uh, I'm always going to listen and root you on from the sidelines. So whenever you need me, I'll always come on. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, for people who don't know this, me and Alec were supposed to do a podcast, but we can never decide <laughs> on what we're going to talk about or whatever the case would be. We had a title and everything. Yeah. I call it the Val- yeah, you know, podcast. Yeah, well, you know, it's just, it was tough. I started a job. I was busy. I was trying to coach with you at Valley View. And uh, I don't know, try to figure out my, my own life before I did some extra stuff. Now would have been a good time to start a podcast, but you took the initiative, which I'm happy you did. And uh, you kind of jumped on it. So, so now I'm here right. with you. So it worked in the end. Yeah, it ended up working out in the end. I mean, shit, there's no sports. So I got to do something. I mean, the only <laughs> thing I know right. is I had to do something, something to do. So. All right, man. You ready to talk some hoops? Yeah, let's talk. All right, let's get it. So, obviously, you had, you know, a great basketball career throughout high school and, you know, went on and played four years in college. You went, obviously, to Misericordia, had a great career there. So, like, when did you start playing basketball? Yeah, so I appreciate all the, the nice things you're saying about my career. You know, it was it was an okay career. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the time I played basketball. But I got into it, I want to say – Oh my goodness, fifth grade. It's a little bit later, I feel, than most people. Really? Uh, you, yeah. you didn't play, yeah. you didn't really get into it like uh, like maybe like first grade or second grade? It was more later on? Yeah, fourth or fifth, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we, we had that little travel team, uh, and then we played oh, okay. Mural at Valley View. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no. So I don't know how old that would have been. Nine? Yeah, I'm probably nine years old probably sounds about right. Yeah, so, like, obviously, people know your dad. Your dad's a pretty, you know, famous person around Valley View. He's a really good <laughs> basketball player. What kind of impact did uh, your dad have on you playing basketball? I mean, yeah, that's a great question. I think my dad being uh, Mr. Basketball at Valley View, uh, for those that didn't know, he scored 997 points in two years, his junior and senior year. That's unreal. Uh, he was, yeah, he without a three-point line, so he's three-point short. He followed out. And I think we'll talk about this later, but it's funny how it came full circle with with that whole situation. And I think we'll touch on it when we bring up uh, something later, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to bring yeah. it up. Yeah, uh, probably. But, but yeah, he he's definitely been an influence. I think I played basketball and I chose to go to college and play basketball because of him. Uh, I liked soccer a lot. I think I sometimes I say I liked it a lot more than basketball, but but yeah, he was a big influence for sure. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, your dad played at the U? Yeah, so he played a year at Wilkes University. He had a okay. really good game. 
he had a really good game against the University of Scranton and and things happened with his mom. Uh, she got sick and, and unfortunately passed away. So uh, he was coming home to take care of her at the time. So then he transferred to the U. Yeah, I mean, that would make a lot of sense. And obviously, like I had my issues and things like that. So I know how hard that is, especially for a college kid. Like I was in high school and it happened to me. So I kind of, you know, understand how that all goes. But uh, talk to me. I know you mentioned a little bit, but um, what other sports did you play growing up? Yeah, so I was a three-sport athlete in high school. Uh, I played tennis, soccer, and basketball. I played soccer and basketball my entire life. Uh, I kind of picked up tennis my, my freshman year in high school, and then I played a fre- my freshman year in college. Uh, tennis is a great sport. I, I love it. It's, it's kind of crazy that you picked up something, you know, you know, four years ago, and then you're playing it in a college uh, along with <laughs> basketball. That's like – I think that's like – a pretty crazy thing not a lot of people have that opportunity to do that yeah, yeah i mean don't don't toot my don't toot my horn there because no, uh, you I, just, uh, there. I'm, like i'm I, just being honest with you yeah it was definitely a lot of time uh i'm going to tell you that our tennis team was not very good but at the same time it, it was it was an opportunity to play and it was fun and we'd always play against wilkes university i swear it was like playing against division one tennis players they were ridiculous they were freaks i used to try to just like get in their heads the entire time although i was not an amazing tennis player i was more of an athlete right uh but yeah it was fun and i and i'm i definitely don't regret playing tennis i had a good successful high school career and then you know i met a lot of good people through it right i was gonna say i mean sports is like one of the biggest things and best things i've ever did i don't honestly i have no idea where i would be without sports because you meet so many different people and then when you get to college like kind of like what you said before you just meet so many different people like you you meet guys you played against it's like oh man you look really familiar yeah where did you go oh i went here oh yeah yeah i played you in that in that au tournament out in new york oh yeah yeah i remember that it's just those relationships and those bonds you create which makes sports so much more enjoyable to do. Yeah, really, I feel like it shrinks the world a little bit. When I when I went to college, that same exact thing, that same conversations I've had with a lot of different people. Like, hey, where are you from? From Scranton, how about you? Well, I'm from New Jersey. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I played AAU for JB Hoops. Oh, JB Hoops, we played them. Oh, who'd you play for? This team. Oh, yeah, we played each other. Oh, definitely, down in Baltimore or whatever it might have been. Right. And it's funny because you don't even know it. Right, exactly. But it, but it's cool how it connects the world and, and it keeps it keeps it, it, it. The world feels so big until you get out into it. And then it just you feel like there's connections everywhere. And, and a lot of them I've, I've made through sports. So I've always been appreciative for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. So moving along, you know, I know you touched about a little bit, uh, you know, touched on playing AU and stuff. So what grade did you really get serious with basketball? Uh, I want to say seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. We had a coach. His name was Adam Braski. He played at King's University at the time. That was like my first ever coach that I could remember, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for AAU. That wasn't, wasn't your dad probably, too? What was that? That wasn't your dad probably? No, yeah, that wasn't my dad. To, you know, all the way up. No, my dad, he, he helped out. It was more when we were playing, um, it was Tom Maniska. That was our coach, oh, Tom's dad. dad. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. And uh, my dad helped sometimes, but I felt like my dad was always, didn't really want to be hands-on in my in my uh, basketball career. He kind of just like coached me from the sideline. And for those people that know my dad and have been to my games, they definitely know who he is and can agree <laughs> that he definitely liked to coach and sometimes officiate from the sideline. So, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I would happen to agree with that for sure. <laughs> but um, so about yeah. seventh grade, you really you start really getting into it. Yeah, seventh grade, and uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. I, I started to really get into it. I lifted. I was at the riverfront probably five out of the seven days a week, and if I wasn't there, I was in my backyard. I was doing summer leagues, uh, whatever, whatever I could do for basketball. And then I would sneak in that little break with soccer for a good four or five months. Uh, but I would still be doing things for basketball. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, you obviously did your, you know, your AU and your travel teams through backcourt hoops. So, you know, talk about, you know, how that experience was. Oh, man. Yeah, just like we were talking about before, uh, you make a lot of friends. And I definitely made a lot of friends through playing travel basketball and uh it was some of the best times of my life uh those are the days of basketball that i'll always cherish they were my favorite times um all the people are super nice and you know i'm still in touch with a lot of them i have a lot of great friends from aau that we still keep in touch we still are playing basketball together and and like i said there are definitely moments that i uh, will cherish forever and and i appreciate everything uh that came along with them yeah, definitely. It's nothing like that first team you play with that isn't with your normal friends or school. You kind of always cherish that. And I even talked about it in my last podcast where I was talking about, you know, playing AU. And I could still remember all those kids on my first AU team. I could mm-hmm. barely remember who was on the second and third. But you always remember that first AU team, you know, where you, your first tournament was or, you know, who was your first coach. Those things kind of resonate with you. And, uh, you know, they, they keep, they, they, they go a long way. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And that's why, well, you know, uh, we coach and we try to encourage a lot of kids, a lot of kids to, you know, get out and try something new, play some travel basketball, mix it in with your right. spring sport, mix it in with your extra time. You know, you meet a lot yeah, of people, 100%. a lot of people. So yeah, it, yeah was really, I mean, it was a great experience for me and I definitely recommend it for a lot of people. Yeah, and then we, we kind of moved on. So it's kind of funny now that we're kind of throwing it back a little bit. So we really didn't play much together when we were, you know, in middle school. You know, the first time we really kind of came together was seventh grade. And I don't yeah. even re- I don't even know if you even remember that year. It was so <laughs> long ago. Yeah, I mean, I definitely obviously remember playing in seventh grade. But there's some things about basketball. Like, you always remember certain things. Uh, 100%. Seventh grade, well, seventh grade basketball, I, I, it's like all blend between seventh, eighth. Uh, yeah, just seventh and eighth grade. It's just kind of a blend. Uh, but yeah, I, I, of course, I remember Stan the man and uh, everything that he's taught me. I remember he would always shoot the ball. It would go through the net. It would come back to him and he would say, right. like walking the dog. He would always say, uh, right. so, he- and then run the mixer and all, all those good things. Yeah, and it was kind of funny. So, like, I, I remember a few things from seventh grade, and I, I remember you saying to me, I remember we were in art class in seventh grade. Mrs. Hubbard, I'll never forget it. And we were talking, we had basketball tryouts. And I said, I don't even think I'm going to make the team. And you told me, you looked me in my face and told me, you are going to make the team. Keep coming to practice. You will make the team. And I'm like, all right, well, God, this guy's better than me, so I might as well listen to him. So, you know, I kept going and I actually made the team. I was like, wow, he was right. What is he? Did he know something like I did not know or something? (laughs) But it it was just funny because you're just like, dude, you're going to be fine. 
just just come and you'll make it. And it was pretty crazy. Well, I don't know if you remember that or not, but I mean, I hate to say I don't, but I mean, I'm so glad that you brought it up. I mean that yeah. that that's awesome, and I'm glad I was somewhat of an impact in, in your successful career. Uh, obviously, you did it all yourself, but um, um, but yeah, no, I I didn't know that, and I that's actually a good memory to have, and I think that's a good thing to you know to know even for our friendship. Uh, that's kind of where it sparked. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, even then we weren't even really that close. We were kind of, we were kind of just like on the team together and I didn't really have that many classes with you kind of growing up, but I do remember, (laughs) I remember another thing. I remember we were in practice one day and you like started laying into me and I was like, man, what, why is this guy doing this for me? I'm just trying to, just trying to get better and have fun. But then it kind of clicked in me like, man, this kid really cares and he's got a lot of fire. And I kind of need to get some of that fire that he has because you were so competitive, so competitive when you were on the court. Yeah. But then, yeah, the, I, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So we're going to say, no, I was just going to say like, you just, your competitive nature and your competitive fire. I just, I loved it. I was going to, uh, I was going to say that. Yeah, I definitely am a very competitive person and I'm glad you appreciated uh, the way that I was, some people don't really respond. The I way. probably didn't appreciate uh, it back then, but as time <laughs> yeah, went no, on, no. I think I I had a little bit more of an appreciation for it. Sure, I've always been kind of like a, a lead by example kind of a guy, and I felt like I uh, I always worked hard or I tried to, and uh, you know I always expected everybody to follow suit, and and you know it was especially for us in basketball our, our senior year we didn't play a lot together. All those kids that were on the team that we, we didn't have a good, we didn't have good chemistry. And, uh, nah, you know. and that, that's, that was something I was actually going to get to later on, but I'm glad you brought that up because we really didn't. A lot of us didn't really play together. And, you know, like when I was in eighth grade, you moved up to the freshman team. So that was a lost year. And I remember we struggled really badly that year because we didn't have a point guard. I really are, you know, one of our, our, obviously our best ball handler moved up to freshman and we kind of had to figure it out on our own. So that, that took me for me anyway, I, I took it as a, you know, an opportunity, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to work on my skills and I'm going to get a lot more playing time. Cause there's a, there's a huge hole there for us to fill without having yeah. you on our team. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, I appreciate you, you, you know, hyping up my career and, and, uh, you know, letting people know all of these things. And But definitely, uh, it was a change to play with a new group of people. But going back to what you were kind of saying, I think that's that's if for people that are listening to this, for the kids that might not have gotten pulled up to the freshman team in eighth grade or might not got pulled up to varsity freshman year or, uh, you know, are right in the JD bench. Well, those are your times. Your, your, that's your chance and your opportunity to get better and, and kind of show your own talent and, and show that you belong on that court and, and to be pulled up and show the coach like, Hey, you made a mistake keeping me on the junior or the JV team or uh, not pulling me up for freshman. Like, right. so I'm glad you, you, you saw that as an opportunity. And I think, I think that's kind of like the way that any, anybody should look at it. Right. Cause I think a, a lot of the times uh, now in this day and age, if you don't get pulled up to JV or varsity, you're, or if you don't get pulled up to freshman as an eighth grade, you're not any good. And that's really not the case at all. Cause there's a lot of guys, you know, that were under the radar, maybe a little bit like myself where people didn't really pay attention to me, but I was always trying to get better so I could get more experience and then 
you know, develop more as a player. Cause obviously with you, like seventh grade, I didn't even play. Like I rarely played. Like I played a little bit here and there, but I wasn't anywhere near an impact that I was obviously later in my career. But then you, as a, you know, as a freshman, you moved up to varsity or JV and varsity as, you know, expected. And I went up to freshman and I kind of took that next step forward. Like, yeah. okay. Like I was just kind of one of the guys last year, maybe, you know, so-called our best player. But then I made that next step forward. Like, this is kind of like my team. Like right. the coach relies on me, like Stan relied on me so much that year. And obviously I wasn't just because of me and we weren't really that, really that good. Like we didn't really win that many games, but it made me feel like I could, I have to, you know, become more of a scorer and more aggressive on the offense end if we're going to have a chance to win. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, to kind of bounce off of what you were just saying there, uh, you know, for people in that situation, uh, if, if you're not, if you're worried about, oh, I didn't get pulled up or I didn't get asked to play varsity or I'm stuck on eighth grade with all these people and all the other kids got pulled up. Well, you already gave up. Like once, once you have that mentality, you already gave up with your career. I, I mean, that should be extra motivation uh, to get you to that level. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. And I always give an example of, you know, my best friend, Jason Kenny, uh, we went to college together. We played basketball at Misericordia. Uh, he's definitely one of my great friends. And when he was in high school, I got pulled up to freshman. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Jason might have, but I can tell you, Jason didn't play varsity basketball until his junior year. And, and that kid scored just like my dad. Well, he scored a thousand points. I'm like, unlike my dad, who scored 997. Mm-hmm. He had, he had a, very good junior and senior year and he never got pulled off his freshman year but he always worked at it and and he strived to be as the best he could possibly be so I think that's that extra motivation for for kids that are listening to this now like don't worry about what's happening now worry about getting to where you want to be right and I think the big thing like obviously I played with Jason you know he, he was unbelievable. Like, I don't think people realize, like you just said, how good he was. Like, my junior year, I played with him, and he was unbelievable. He would score yeah. 40 points a game in AU. I swear to God, he would carry us. And I would go sure. up to him. I said, dude, nobody could stop you. You go to the basket until somebody stops you. And he would just give me that look, and he would just look away. He wouldn't even say anything. And right. I, I just knew this guy's in the zone. But, you know, I believe he got pulled up as a freshman, but I don't really think he did, you know, play. Like, obviously, he didn't really play that much. And even sophomore year. And those, those Mid-Valley teams were pretty good. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of good guys. But sure. the, just the way he always stayed ready. And that's a guy you could look after. You know, that kid was always ready. You know, he, I think he scored over, you know, 400 points his junior year. And then he mm-hmm. scored over 600 points in his senior year, which is absolutely unheard of. Yeah. It's, it's I don't even think J.C. Shaw scored over 600 points in his senior year. He almost scored 2,000 points, too. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, so that just goes to show, like, the kid was always ready. He worked hard, and, you know, he eventually got to where he wanted to be. Maybe he didn't see the time early on, but when it when they needed him most, Jason Kenny was always ready. And obviously you know that from playing with them at Misericordia. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everything you said about you talking to him and telling him, no one could stop you, no one could stop you. I felt like you were me when I was at Misericordia. And again, Jason would just get in the zone and do the same exact thing there. And I would say, like, 
dude, just keep taking them to the hole, take them till they stop you, take them till they stop you. And he wouldn't even say anything. <laughs> so yeah. Right. It's just, know, his, it's just his, it's just his demeanor. Like, yeah. right. The kid does not say a word. He just plays and he'll, he'll get, you know, you'll foul him. You'll hack him. He'll get, he'll keep getting up. He'll keep he getting plays. up and he'll keep going at you. He, he's fearless. And that's what I respected the most about Jason and just playing with him. So it's kind of funny you brought him up in this whole thing because it kind of reminded me of you too. They're just like a lead by example kind of guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. We're definitely two different individuals, but we, uh, oh, 100%. We, get, we, we get along. <laughs> that's for sure. Right. You, you guys, you guys got it done when you needed to get done. Definitely. We had, you know, Oh, without a doubt. So, uh, you know, obviously, like I said before, you got called up as a freshman. Uh, what kind of early challenges did you, you know, experience during your, your early career at Valley View? Yeah, uh, I would I would have to say size. I mean, I feel like I was <laughs> the odd man out. Uh, I was the kid that got brought up to freshman. No one really likes that kid, especially especially because we weren't very good my freshman year. And uh, if I was playing over some other kids who were juniors and seniors, because I was the sixth man that year, I mean, yes. people people have some resentment towards that person. Uh, but we're again, that's just something you, you can't worry about. You kind of shake it off. And and at the end of the day, we're all on the same team. So if that's if that's someone on your team kind of has that mentality, maybe they're not they're not really buying into the whole team idea, and and maybe they should be reevaluating their themselves. But I get that yeah. because I, I feel like I always had the opportunity to play. So I never understood that perspective. Uh, actually, I did when I got to college. But mm-hmm. it's definitely a mentality that you shouldn't have. If, you, if you're worried about that kind of stuff, then maybe you shouldn't be playing a team sport. So go play tennis or go play golf. <laughs> yeah, no, that's honestly a very good point. You know, I, I kind of struggled with that my, my sophomore year where I didn't I thought I maybe should have been playing but you know the coaches didn't really think I was ready and you know I was, obviously I was upset about that but you know I had to you know reevaluate and you know I just I never stopped working after that I would go to the park 30 degree weather I'd go and shoot I go to the borough people are going out having fun going partying I'm in the borough I'm shooting for hours and hours you know, playing twice a day. I don't even know if you remember this. So my, on Sunday mornings, you remember we had practice at 12, right? Or around there. Mm -hmm. I would be at the borough playing pickup from nine to 11. My mom would bring me home food from, she used to go, she took my brother out to for breakfast. We'd come back. She dropped me off my food. I would eat my food and I would go for another two hours to practice after that. Mm, just because I had to reevaluate myself and say, Hey, you know, the coaches think I'm, you know, this, this, and this, well, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take their advice. And they were, they they were, they were blunt with me. They're like, dude, you're not ready to play at this level. And I'm like, okay, okay. I I appreciate your honesty. I'm going to go and work my hardest. So I'm able and ready to play at that level. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I ended up doing that. You know, so it, I think uh, it was hard for me because I, I was always used to playing. Obviously, my freshman year or my, my seventh grade year, I didn't really play that much, but I felt like I kept working, 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 and I was in a position where I was playing. But I also got hurt, so that kind of set me back a little bit. But, you know, I always stayed ready, and, you know, when my number was called, I felt like I did a pretty good job of producing when I had to. But I, I was appreciative 
of those, you know, those conversations and the coaches being hard on me because it made me a way better player at the end of the day because it gave me that mentality. You can never stop working because you always got to prove yourself. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing that we tried to bestow. Um, and for those people that are listening that didn't know this, but we, we both, I coached the seventh grade team at Valley View and Bigo coached the eighth grade team. And uh, we, we try to tell the kids that same mentality. Uh, you should never settle for mediocre. If you want to be great at something, keep working hard at it. And uh, right there was an example of Bigal doing it in his life. And hopefully a lot of kids learned that and they're taking this time with the coronavirus and they're outside, maybe shooting some hoops or if they're playing football, working on their routes or whatever it is, you know, uh, right now should be a time during this entire pandemic, this quarantine for someone to either pick up a skill or, or master a skill that they already have. So hopefully people are taking the advantage. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, uh, I know you're really not supposed to be going to the park or anything, but, you know, <laughs> a lot of people grew up a little bit better than me. They probably have hoops and stuff outside so they mm-hmm. can, you know, work on those ball handling drills that we do every day at practice. You know, work on those defensive slides. Work on your agility. Like, you don't even need a basketball for some of those things. So, you know, that's a great – that's a really good point. Just, you know, obviously you're supposed to stay at home, but you can stay at home put your little mask on, go outside and, you know, keep working. It's not like you yeah, have anything to do anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? And hey, if you want to play some Fortnite once in a while, I totally encourage it. I used to play video games all the time. Right. Uh, you find that balance, put the work in, uh, play some video games. Right. Do and that, do, just, just as long as you're working hard. Right. A hundred percent. And another thing off that is, you know, keeping your grades up and making sure you have all your business taken care of. If your mom tells you to do the dishes or, you know, clean the floor or vacuum the house or whatever, you know, you do that, you go outside, you know, you work on, you know, your, your skill set, and then you go back in and enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. You know? and I, to kind of bounce off what we're saying for, cause we're speaking to mostly kids maybe in school, but this even translates to all the things that I learned playing basketball through my coaches through everything from high school or middle school, the high school, the AAU to, to the college years, you know, I translated these things into life and, and they, my mentality for all the things that I learned in sports were the reasons why I got the job that I have today. They were big talking points. The fact that I had an athlete's mentality is the reason why I have jobs. So all these things that might seem so annoying now playing sports or uh, whatever you're doing, uh, they'll they'll help you to become a better person for the future and you know in your career and in your life make you a better husband or a better worker or whatever it is so basketball and sports in general have been and are the biggest teaching tool i think for everybody kids especially yeah no i I couldn't agree more with that i think i've taken so many things from sports and you know put them in my personal lives they sports just teaches you a lot of life lessons and you don't maybe realize that, you know, when your parents are getting on you, but, you know, five, six years down the road, you realize that you're like, oh, wow, they were right. They were they were yeah. right. And I was just being the total, you know, 14, 15-year-old kid at that time. You know, yeah. it comes, it really comes a long way. Definitely. So, you know, obviously when you got pulled up, you were saying, you know, a lot of, you know, people resented you and everything like that. Um, you know, what expectations did you have? Obviously – you were the sixth man, but what expectations did you really have, you know, being brought up as a little tiny freshman? Uh, Expectations. I mean, I kind of hope I was just expected to be a good practice player. Like, you know, I I don't know. I don't think I really felt like I had expectations. 
it was kind of just like, hey, I'm just going to go out there and give it my best whenever I get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to do whatever the coach, Coach Pagula was telling me to do and whatever mm-hmm. my teammates needed me to do. And and I always kind of just like molded to to like what was needed for that game. If I had to play good defense, I'd play good defense. If I had mm-hmm. to, you know, take care of the ball, I'd take care of the ball. If I had to score a little bit more, I'd score a little bit more. And then I feel like that was kind of all the, the mentality I always had. I, I never went into the game thinking, hey, I never had expectations. I'm going to score 25, 30 points. It's just like, what do I need to do to get us to win today? Like that, that's the only mentality I had. So that was my expectation for not just my freshman year, but for my four years at Valley View and my four years at Misericordia. Yeah, no, that's a really interesting point. Um, you know, when people get brought up, maybe they expect, you know, uh, you know, I expect to get varsity minutes, you know, decent varsity minutes. And for you to say, you know, I didn't really have expectations. I kind of just went out there and play that kind of it speaks volumes to you know if you work hard good things are going to happen yeah exactly once you have expectations you you limit yourself and and you're kind of sometimes the way i see it is i feel like if you go in with kind of just an open mind and and willing to do whatever happens uh you're, you're not left with disappointment and it's just always something positive and and uh you know you're setting yourself up for some failure. I think if you go in with like a crazy expectation or sometimes now it's a difference between saying expectation and having a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you expect, when you expect something, it, it, it might not always work out for you. Then you're very upset about that. But when you set a goal and you try to achieve that goal and you, and you come short, well, you keep working at that goal uh, as, a, as opposed to expecting you're going to be playing right away. So I, I think there's a big difference between those two things. And I try not to put a lot of expectations uh, for myself. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a really interesting point. I really like how you said, you know, there's there's difference between expectations and goals. And you know, when I was coming up, I felt like I had a lot of goals, and maybe maybe I thought they were expectations, but they were really more so goals that I was trying to achieve as I, you know, I went from a sophomore to a junior to a senior. So that's a really really good point. Um, how do you think you know our paths kind of came together? Obviously, you were away from not even just myself, but like you know our team, our, our great, the kids who played basketball in our grade, how do you think our paths kind of came together? Cause they're very different in terms of, you know, you were always up, you were always playing with the, you know, the older kids and we were kind of, you know, left behind a little bit. Did you feel a little alienated from friend groups and things of that nature? Or was it kind of, everything kind of came, you know, together pretty, uh, you know, easily. Oh my gosh. No, I mean, I a hundred percent felt alienated. For the sheer fact, my going into our senior year, uh, Coach Bagul obviously took a new position as vice principal. And then Mike Kerpis, who's had nothing but great success, took over. And right there alone, I had to adjust to a new type of coaching mentality and and uh, different type of uh, attitude and and coaching style, basically. Yeah. Uh, along with now playing with four new kids that I barely played with. Uh, for four years but we were all friends throughout school and but always felt somewhat uh, they were envious of me for having this opportunity that they didn't Um, and I felt like for the four years that I played basketball I never really had a good relationship with the people on our basketball team uh, as opposed to like when I was playing soccer and we were all best friends it was a brotherhood and we hung out all the time you know I kind of felt that that distance between basketball uh, and and it definitely took me a half a season, maybe even three quarters of the season to really get comfortable playing, uh, especially obviously after some personal uh, issues. Uh, but yeah, it, it was definitely a struggle. And, uh, but again, it was just something that, that made me a, a better person. And, you know, uh, it was a life lesson. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, when we came together, you kind of showed me how things were done at the varsity level. And honestly, at the time, like we were still weren't like really like, you know, we were good. I, I would say we we're we we're friends, but we weren't like close, close. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you kind of showed me the way, you know, through, you know, sophomore year. Then, you know, I kind of expect, you know, I knew it was expected of me. You know, went into that off season, played summer league with you. And the thing I liked mm. playing with you the most was just like I could go anywhere, and I just knew you were gonna find me. It was just <laughs> kind of fun, like just playing with you, and I really enjoyed that. And I wanted more of that. So you know, I, I wanted yeah. to keep working to get to that level because I knew you were gonna, you know, be a starter and always play. And it's funny that you actually said like people resented you, especially in our grade. Like honestly, I never had a problem with you going up because I knew you were very talented and you were by far the best player on our team, especially coming up at the junior high level. And I just knew that if we need this guy, if we want to be successful, you know, in our high school careers. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Definitely. And I can tell you all those things are in the past and, and I appreciate all the, all the happy and, and the nice things you're saying. And I definitely, uh, I don't like to think of it like where, I was the best. I think I just kind of worked the hardest at it. Yeah. Uh, I was always playing all year round as opposed to some people. But I feel like that's where we kind of we kind of uh, gelled was the fact that basketball was your life. Like for a lot of the kids yeah. on the team, they didn't really care about basketball. Mm, basketball was always really. the third, third option. It was always the third option for a lot of kids. And for me, it was the number one or even sometimes it was tied with soccer. Like my senior year, soccer and basketball were equivalent in my eyes. And uh, I I don't know. I felt like the kids didn't care enough. So I didn't care enough either to, you know, even though I tried to build a relationship, they didn't care enough to build a relationship with me because I cared so much about basketball. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's definitely a driving force of especially our relationship over the years. And, uh, you know, I thought too, like we really didn't, I really didn't get varsity time. It really, it was me, you, um, Brandon and Angelo really who got varsity time TJ and Evan a little mm -hmm. bit but mm -hmm. I ended up starting at the end of junior year and I got that mm -hmm. experience which made senior year for us pretty exciting because we got to be on the same page you know yeah. I, I always felt like you were really supportive when I was on the court with you especially junior year at the end you're just like yo mm -hmm. keep shooting it you got that ball shoot it okay I got confidence I wouldn't yeah. pass it to you if you didn't think you were gonna make it which helped me, you know, develop that confidence and be able to play at the varsity level with those limited minutes. But I felt like I took full advantage of the opportunity when I got it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That was kind of the mentality I always try to have. I try to instill confidence, make the rest of my team try to be better than they could be or as they should be. Uh, maybe I felt like sometimes I lacked my own confidence. So I was like, Hey, let's, let's make sure that I can get everyone else to that level to, uh, you know, make those, that next shot or, or whatever it might be. But yeah, it, it was a fun four years. Uh, it was a good, great, I should say senior year. And, you know, I'm grateful for everything and I'm on to bigger and better things now. And, and life, life is good. Yeah. Besides the coronavirus, of course. Right, right, of course. And I, I was just even going to just talk about senior year a little bit. You know, a lot of people don't know this. You broke your wrist in the spring, your right wrist, and you are right-handed in the spring of your junior year. And mm -hmm. you missed the whole summer, which 
yeah. was a big thing for us because, you know, uh, we went through summer league without you. And we're thinking, like, I think we could be okay, but if he's not with us, uh, we have no shot. I mean, yeah. Uh, my senior years for both high school and college were just crazy. Uh, you know, it sucks whenever you have an injury. Uh, looking at some high school kids now, like Eli Savage, he tore his ACL. Like, it's tough, especially mentally. And, uh, like, you try to make the best out of it, and he's young, and he has a lot of time to bounce back. Well, for me, it was – I, I was playing basketball, AAU basketball, at the prime time of the of my career. Right. Uh, that's like my junior year. Hopefully, I'm trying to get into college, so a lot of scouts might be coming to see uh, my team play, and it would be an opportunity for me. Well, I had to miss that. Uh, I mean, I was playing a couple of weeks, not realizing that my wrist was broke, but but fortunately, I found out just in time, and I had to get surgery, and then I, I played soccer with a cast on, and it, I missed a, a good opportunity, but again those things led to new doors um i and a lot of more experience uh, a lot more friends and uh, a lot more life lessons so i i'm forever grateful although it was a crappy thing to happen break my wrist uh a lot of good thing came from it and it made me a better person in the end so uh yeah it was very a very unique experience for sure yeah i'm definitely glad you, you mentioned eli too he's obviously you know very close to both of us and we were pretty, I was pretty heartbroken for him that, you know, he has to go through that. But obviously like me and you both have no idea how hard that is. We've never done that. So, you know, luckily for him, he's not really missing a whole lot because there's really not a lot going on right now, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm expecting him to, you know, kill the rehab, come back very patiently and slowly and, you know, do big things in his high school career. But, uh, yeah, so, like, moving on, too, like, you know, we we weren't really, you know, clicking in our senior year too much. Obviously, me and you were because I felt like we were always on the same page. But the rest of the team, what what game, in your opinion, do you think we kind of broke through? Uh, I guess it would have been that Holmesdale game before playoffs. That was kind of where we went on, like, a win streak, uh, six or seven games. We all just started clicking. We realized what we had to do, and, and we found ways to win, and we, and we won. But, yeah. Yeah, I would probably have to say that, too, just because I remember Coach Kerb, I don't know if you remember this, but Kerb came up to us and was like, yeah, if we want to avoid prep and make a run, we got to win. We got to win two of our next three. That will secure us mm-hmm. a playoff berth and we'll be on the opposite side of prep. And the only way we have to play them is in a district title game because they're probably going to make it there. And, you know, last two years before that, we were matched up with them in you know, the first round of playoffs. And things didn't go very well for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do remember him saying that we had to win the next two out of three games. And we definitely did that. I feel like that was the most focused we've ever been. Never our back was against the wall. And I feel like that's the whole mentality that we've always had. Uh, but, yeah, it worked out for us. And we had a nice little run. Yeah. I mean, we, we I think, like you said, that was the first time we really kind of came together. And, you know, we, we rolled through we rolled through our first playoff game at, at North Pocono. You led us the way. I was a wreck that game. I was so nervous. First play – it was actually second playoff game, but first home playoff, you know, game that we hosted. And, uh, you know, I remember Kerpus screamed at me and got me going a little bit. And, I, you know, I hit a couple shots. But you really, you know, carried us through that game. And then we moved on to Kings where we played Crestwood. And uh, shout out to Robbie Hopkins because I'm going to bring it up again. But you know, we uh, we we took care of business and we upset them. And uh, you know, 
did a lot of really, really good things there. That Crestwood game was probably one of the funnest games I've ever played in. Yeah, and that was where kind of where that whole story that I was going to tell about my dad. And I always thought it was a cool, cool little uh, um, a roundabout story, if you will. Uh, so my dad scored 997 points, like I said earlier. And uh, his final game, he's playing Crestwood at Kings. Uh, and he followed out with six minutes left in the fourth oh, quarter, wow. three points short of a thousand. Uh, the man who followed him out, he, he's an official. <laughs> um, I'll just keep names out of it. Fair for, enough. For certain reasons. <laughs> but um, fast forward uh, to my senior year, I'm playing Crestwood at, or we're playing Crestwood at Kings. And uh, <laughs> the same exact official was uh, officiating our game. Oh, wow. and, and it was weird. Maybe there was a couple calls at the end of the game that kind of went out of way. <laughs> Uh, I, I watched the film like a couple years ago, and I remember at one point at the late in the game, it looked like I might have went uh, uh, backcourt. Just my heel might have touched that line, and he was looking at the line, and it was the exact guy. And I don't know, maybe it was just my eyes, but uh, I feel like he, either God was on our side or, or maybe he was helping us out a little bit. But it was just funny. It was funny to see how how the entire story came full circle. And uh, um it's such a unique thing and, and, and so interesting the way the world works. Yeah, definitely. I think that was like the first time we all like, I just remember us like celebrating and as soon as the game was over and our student section came on the court and we were just like hugging each other. Like we won the, we won the district title, but that was like the first, that I think that was our breakthrough moment. Like we finally were like, man, we're finally a team. We finally like yeah. respect yeah. one another. We're finally cool with one another. There's no resentment because it was all just we were all one for that night and I don't know the rest of the season. I think it was that United thought that if we don't win this game, if we don't come together and win, then we have no more basketball. Uh, it's over after that. So I think that was kind of just the mentality, and that's kind of why everyone kind of put it together and and we figured it out. So I mean, again, it was some of the best memories we'll have, and I'm grateful for them. And it's cool that we're gonna going over them uh and kind of reliving them um but i'll always be grateful yeah no i I couldn't agree more with you one one uh good last couple of questions i was going to ask you who was the toughest player you ever played against in high school i think i know who it is but maybe i'm wrong played against what like in lackawanna league yeah yeah Mm. and you could even throw an aau if you know anybody from aau that you played yeah 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 uh, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to say obviously it's one of these two people. Uh, and I, JC Shaw, he was just always so much. That's that's kind of what I figured because he was incredible as a high school yeah. player. Like we said before, he scored yeah. over he was, almost two thousand points. Yeah, he was a he had a, he was six one, but he had like a fullbacks build. Um, and I was like five nine, and at the time soaking wet, one forty five <laughs> probably, and uh. Like, I could guard him, but it was when he would put his body into me. It's such good control. Good control. Mm-hmm. But I always say Timmy Rose was very hard. He was very hard to guard. So, um, T- Timmy had a step back that was just – I think he would step back six feet. Like, And for someone who's 5'9", if I was 6'4", I could defend a step back like that. But my reach isn't long enough to kind of get there in time. But, again, just some some physical – and that maybe that's why I ended up playing Division three basketball, you know, that, that lack of some physical attributes. Um you know, the build and, and, and the length and the reach. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, those th- those two were always in my mind. 
I, I always kind of was like, ah, I don't want to guard these guys today, but I was always up for the challenge. <laughs> right, right. No, they're, they're very talented. I, I didn't realize how good, you know, Timmy was until we played. I think when I played my junior year, I started the, the playoff game down at prep. He, he put 25 on us quick. And I was like, oh, my God, he's good. And then we played him senior year, and him and Bobby Casey were just unbelievable in those two games that we played them. But, no, it was really interesting. Yeah, I loved playing with Bobby Casey. Yeah, he's man. I love playing with a, Bobby Casey. Bobby he's a Casey, hell of a shooter. I always man. say the 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 best shooters I ever played with were you and Bobby Casey, and then I throw Jason in there. Sometimes. I probably would. I I, I would probably Bobby. rate Bobby Casey like a hundred times better than me. I remember this is funny. This is a cool story. So I remember I hated Bobby Casey. I couldn't stand him because we played J <laughs> we played uh, JV against him his sophomore year. He'd be out there talking shit. This is before, like, I, I really understood, like, I'm like, wow, this guy's a dick. Because I'm always, like, a pretty, like, pretty nice guy. Like, dude, this kid's a dick, yeah. right? And I would I would compare myself to him in the paper with, you know, especially senior year of how many three-pointers he had, he made a game or whatever the case was. And I was like, dude, I'm right behind him. I go on the paper the next Sunday. He put up 10 against North Polk, and I go, yeah. No point of doing this anymore. <laughs> There's no way I'm catching up to him now. And then uh, it was funny. We actually got an opportunity to play with him in the senior all-star game. And uh, he ended up getting hurt. And, you know, I ended up reaching out to him after the game. And, you know, he's like, hey, man, you put on a show out there. You know, I was really happy for you. And I said, I, I felt really bad what happened to you. And we're like really good friends now. We, we chit chat, you know, every so often and stuff, but it was cool because it was yeah. somebody I hated to somebody I adore now. Cool. So it's like really, it was a really cool Listen, story. If I had a dollar for every single person that hated me or still hates me because of basketball <laughs> or because of soccer, I think I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> I don't think I played against a million people, but still. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and to sit here and have the conversation of us reliving high school, I right, don't right. think about it that much. I move on. I moved on. Uh, at least I like to think I did. Obviously I go back and I coach, but, uh, the whole idea that, that people dislike somebody because of a sport, I get it when you're playing them, but when you're off that court, it's literally, there, there's nah, nothing, no bad just... blood, like. And for and for people that still continue to hate me today for things from seven, eight years ago, I mean that's some petty, petty childish stuff. So hopefully we we could all grow up and and you know yeah. move on and just just live our life I, I, and play some up once in a while and and realize that basketball is over. Right, and, and I, I agree with that. And uh, you know, obviously you went on to do big things at Mr. Cordy. Like I said, you know, you were on a, some really good teams. You know, you were obviously the point guard of those teams and big contributor on those two Mac. Uh, Freedom Act championship teams. Uh, this, uh, you know, obviously I went back and I ended up coaching at Valley View where we both played and both had, you know, decently good success there. What made you want to get into coaching? Oh, man, that is a great – now this is a good question, Brian. I always loved the coaching aspect of all sports, not even – not even just basketball, but just to have somebody be a mentor and, and kind of teach you life lessons through something that you enjoy doing. I think that is the biggest and the greatest reward you can get out of anything. Uh, like almost like being a teacher. But for me, everyone's like, why don't you become a teacher? Well, I don't think I could do it every day of my life. 
I love to teach people through uh, mm-hmm. a game that I love. And, and I, and I feel like I've, I've had so many different coaches like to wrap up our entire conversation, playing AAU, playing junior high, playing freshman, playing uh, junior varsity, varsity, and playing in college. Like I've had a plethora of coaches. I've had a lot of different types of style, a lot of different types of people. And you learn so many good things from people, but you've learned so many bad things. And, and, you know, just to have that opportunity to take those good things and learn from those bad things and, and then take them and take a group of young individuals and help mold them to become people of the future. I, th- I think that is the greatest reward anybody can have with anything in life. And you don't get paid a lot, but you do it because you love it. And honest to God, it, it's the greatest thing that I think I got into and, and I love it. And yeah. I mean, I would happen to agree with that, you know, obviously from, you know, my, our varsity experiences were, you know, a little bit different, but obviously we had the same goal in mind, but, you know, just for me, like, I think the best thing I did was, you know, uh, you know, I didn't really have the best college experience. I was going through some stuff, you know, personally. So, you know, I went back to Kerp and I was like, Hey, you know, what could I do to like help out? Cause he, you know, with him, if you're one of his guys, you're, you, it doesn't matter. You're one of his guys forever. And, you know, we could go up there whenever we want. And, uh, he, you know, he told me, you know, Hey, you could come up whenever you want. Like you could, I'll find something for you to do. And he put me with the JV assistant with the assistant for the JV guys. And I love that. Cause I could, you know, talk to them. Cause I, I went through it. I understand what Kerp and, you know, what coach Payone now it was John Strauss at the time, but, I know what they look for and what their expectations are so I could help them, you know, do that when they come out of games and stuff. And it's honestly one of the best things I've ever did. I I enjoy it. And like you said, like, obviously we coach together this year, but we have totally two different styles. You're more of the, you know, the laid back kind of, you know, lucky go easy kind of coach, I would say. And I'm more of the the yeller kind of more energetic kind of guy. You know, but that it's just two different styles. Obviously, you know, they work for both of us and, you know, and I think it worked for our both of our teams this year. And obviously we had two pretty good teams, but, you know, I think that was, it was, it was, you know, a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny, we, we're talking about seventh and eighth grade junior high basketball. And at oh. the end of the day, it's not even about the wins and the losses. It was about the progression of the kids. And, and for both of us, I could definitely say, to take a group of kids and see them get better. I think that's the most rewarding part of, of the job, regardless of if you're junior high or freshman or a varsity or even college. I, I think to show growth in, in skill and in attitude and in, in all types of areas of the game uh, or even outside of the, outside of the game. I, th- I think that's like the best part about it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest things and I'm hoping to keep doing it for as long as I possibly can. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do seventh grade forever, but I, I would obviously love to. Be right. I, I, I agree with the same that. thing. I, you know, hopefully I can, you know, stick around. And I think the best part was, you know, we're helping develop the next great team for Valley View where we came from. You know, it's something special to go back there. And let me ask yeah. you this, yeah. you know, obviously I think you probably wanted to co- be a coach when you were in high school, you know, playing basketball and stuff, but did you want to come back to Valley View or did you kind of, have plans to go somewhere else or how did that kind of all come about? 
yeah, you know, when I graduated college, it was kind of like mm-hmm. uncertainty. Didn't know where I was going, what I was going to do. But uh, I had the opportunity to coach at Valley View. I was reached out to, and and I was I was definitely I was definitely in your ear about it for and, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so I talked to everyone. I was like, yeah, listen, I'll, I'll I'll definitely do it if I'm still around the area. If I get a job somewhere else, I'm going to move. I'm not going to be no, able to do it, obviously. And everyone understood that, uh, but. I wanted to coach and, and I coached AAU last year and it was a mm-hmm. blast and the kids were awesome. And so I wanted to keep, keep coaching. And by chance, I got a job in Scranton. So uh, I'm here. And as long as I'm here, I'm going to take any coaching job that I have. And, but if I'm going to take any coaching job that I have, I'd prefer it to be at somewhere that I care about with people that I know uh, they know me and I care about them. But uh, I'm not limiting myself. Right. And I think that's, you know, the the best answer we could do. You know, Coach Kirpis is, you know, he he brought the program to new heights, especially, you know, the job he did this year. And, you know, for us to be a part of that, it it truly it truly is something special. And, you know, especially with the the group that we have coming up, hopefully everybody could kind of stick together. And I think Valley View basketball is in probably one of the best spots it's been in, in in a very long time. And it's super exciting to be a part of that. Yeah, definitely. They're, Coach Kirpus has the program running extremely well and, and the kids are, are great. They're fun to watch and they compete. So I think, I think that's half the battle and he's doing a great job at it. And, and I'm always, I love, coach Kerbis and I, I love watching him coach like whenever I can get to the varsity games I sit in the sit behind the bench so I can listen to him and during timeouts I look right at him without and a doubt I feel like I'm playing again you know so I like listening to him I like listening to him I like seeing the adjustments he makes and and I'm learning a lot from him just from the sidelines and and I'm learning a lot every day and hopefully one day I can without a doubt just that one year I had you know sitting on the bench with them was just huge Cause I always, I kind of want, I was kind of like in the same situation as you. Like I kind of want, I would like to coach. I wanted to try it out. I didn't think I'd be that good at it. I wasn't sure, you know, cause it's hard. People don't realize how hard coaching is. You'd be like, yeah, dude, I could do it. I know what I'm talking about. But then when you get, when the lights are on you, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder, but when you play the game and you're familiar with the game and that, that, that one year just sitting there and, you know, understanding how practices ran, and what adjustments need to be made and all all the things that go along with it, it makes a huge difference. Like if I did it, you know, my first year, I don't think I would have been a good coach. But that year with Kerp and, and learning and, you know, being in timeouts and being in practice every day really prepped me to be able to, you know, run the program, you know, the junior high program along with yourself. Obviously, I did, the, you know, the, the first year I did it, you weren't with me, but. I had confidence I could do it. And then bringing you into the fold was just, you know, cherry on top of the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been great. And I'm sure you learned a lot. I'm looking forward to learning a lot from Kerbis myself. So uh, it definitely takes a lot to coach. And if you think you definitely know it all, then you're not a good coach. You should, um, I feel like I'm always learning. I feel like I'm always learning. Uh, always trying to figure out what, uh, is changing what I need to do every 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 year is a new team and I don't know you know there's a lot to learn not only with basketball and life and yeah well yeah. uh we'll probably end the uh you know the conversation here um it was a great uh
great interview. And uh, I'm glad you were on the. I said, uh, I was really happy, you know, you came on the podcast and uh, it was nice and a good conversation with you. Oh, yeah. It's always a pleasure, man. Whenever you need me. You, you did a good job moderating it. It's, it's entertaining. Hopefully people enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, we talked a lot about Valley View. So I feel like a lot of people from Valley View can relate or understand who we're talking about. But uh, definitely, I, I enjoyed the entire Absolutely. And I appreciate okay, it. Okay, people, I'm, pro- I'm going to end the episode here. That was Alec Rodway. I'll probably be doing another episode pretty soon, probably be around a week or so. I'll probably um, do something around with the Giants and what they should do in the NFL draft. But that's where we're going to end the episode here. Thanks for listening. And as always, peace out.